What is up? What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. So we're going to do things a little bit different. Instead of running ads throughout the show, we're going to go uninterrupted. Instead, I'm going to talk to you for about a minute right now, and we're going to talk about the show sponsors. But first, I want to tell you about SteelMaceNation.com. SteelMaceNation.com is a great place, great resource that you could go to. Um, there's a lot of free stuff there, videos and articles. I recommend you read the 10,000 Swings Steel Mace Challenge. It's very unique. It's very difficult. Uh, get a lot of feedback on this one. And a lot of people say they hate it and they love it at the same time because it is a lot of hard work. But uh, it's, a good, it's a good workout program, totally free for you. And you can start it today if you want. If that's something that's not your speed, there's plenty of other things you can check out on SteelMaceNation.com, such as the Steel Mace Workshop or the 21 Day Steel Mace Challenge, which is an ebook. Uh, it's broken down into a couple different things. One of them is a mindset chapter, another one is uh, smoothie recipes, you know, just easy to make delicious smoothies. And then, of course, there's the whole 21 Day Fitness Challenge that, uh, follows all these different workout programs. So you can check those out. Uh, another option would be the membership where for $8.99 a month, you gain access to a bunch of different recorded workouts where you follow along full workouts uh, set up in, you know, cool locations. And there's not just me on there, fellow Mace enthusiast, coach, and firefighter, uh, George Wiggins, who's been on the podcast a bunch of times, he actually has a little spot on there where you can follow along one of his workouts. Thank you, George, for being so cool to provide that. Shout out to George Wiggins, 502 Steel Mace on Instagram. So let's get to our show sponsors real quick here. So first one is Freedom Strength. US. Freedomstrength.us has a discount code for you. It's SMN10. Get 10% off your discount, uh, off your purchase, and go there buy a weight vest or a sandbag. But just check out what they got. Tons of stuff. Really good uh, place to go for all your shopping needs. If you're looking for a steel mace or a steel club and you haven't tried adexclub.com yet, you're making a mistake. Go to addictsclub.com and see what they have. These are adjustable steel maces. This is state-of-the-art mace technology made right here in the United States of America. Adjustable steel maces, adjustable steel clubs, really good product. Uh, when you get your hands on one of these things, you'll see they're special, they're unique, and it's uh, something that really enhances your training modality that you're into and then finally i want to talk about sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com now sleepy monkey training academy is run by andrew emsley who he's been on the podcast a few times and he's also a show contributor he offers uh, advice to me and things like that on how to run the show and things to talk about and i consider him you know kind of like the hidden hand of the show where he you know, helps with things. So his support is greatly needed and I am very happy about that. So I love telling people about Sleepy Monkey Training Academy. Um, he's in Pennsylvania. 
you know, easily accessible from New Jersey, anywhere in Pennsylvania, whatever, tri-state area, worth the drive, even if you think you're too far away. Why? Because Andrew has a very unique training system. I've been through his system, and I can guarantee you, you will enjoy it. Um, you know, basically, I offer coaching as well. And for me to offer somebody else's coaching, they must be pretty legit. So, you know, check out sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com. Read what's over there and see if that's something that'll work for you. Thank you very much for listening to this advertisement up front. And now, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. Today, my guest is Sean Faulkner from the United Kingdom. He runs Sean Faulkner Fitness. He does Steel Mace, Steel Clubs. He also uh, teaches football or soccer, as we like to call okay. it in the United <laughs> States. And uh, he's also a guy who does boxing. And, um, you know, boxing is a martial art. I think steel mace and steel clubs is a martial art. Uh, so I think we're going to have a good conversation here. So, Sean, thanks for coming out to the podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how people can get in touch with you. And you do yeah. have a website, uh, which is um, uh, seanfaulkner.me. So yes. go ahead. Uh, yeah. What you got first? Firstly, yeah. Um, thanks for letting me come on, Fred. Absolutely. Um, it's great to see you face to face and have a chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, my name is, as Fred said, my name is Sean Faulkner. Um, I'm based in the UK and I have been involved in, I would say, sport and development of athletes and development of just normal, everyday people for about 30 years now. And as I said, I'm about 30 minutes from London and my Instagram personal um, handle, if you want to call it that, is Faulkner underscore Sean. And my training um, one is Sean Faulkner 60. You can also catch me on Facebook at Sean Faulkner Fitness Services. Uh, as you said, Fred, SeanFaulkner.me, my website. I'm in the process of putting a new website together. And I'm also looking at forming um, UK Macefell, which would be a side, kind of a side added on to everything I'm doing, which would be really focusing on trying to get more people in the UK aware of what we do with Macefells, how beneficial it can be coke education and, and just general awareness um, i'm 60 years of age fred and um yeah I've, I've got to this stage with a lot of life experience and a lot of um a lot of experience in training and just basically world travel meeting meeting people like yourself meeting like-minded coaches and trainers and to be honest i'd, I'd like to try and, and get a bit more awareness about what we do, not just what I do, Fred, but what I do here in the UK. I love that. Yeah, let's team up and let's yeah. really introduce this stuff to the world. Uh, Sean, you're, you said you're 60 years old. Um, good for you, man. You don't look it. You look like you're in your 
I'm going to say your late forties tops. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and you know, I've been following you on Instagram and uh, you know, all your stuff. And yeah, I just thought you were just, you know, uh, a little bit younger than me. And um, yeah. it turns out you're a little bit older than me. And no, you know, no. <laughs> it's funny. I, I um, know a lot of people in the Mace community that are about 60 years old and they're all uh, lean and mean. And um, so just how beneficial is the steel mace and the steel club, this whole training modality that we got uh, going on here? What do you see from your end? Well, as I said just before we came on, Fred, you know, my, my background, I've, I've studied a lot of um, work from Brazil. Um, one of my initial introductions to proper physical preparation and fitness was capoeira. Um, I've actually travelled to Brazil and I've done capoeira myself. And one of the areas of capoeira is something called jinga. I don't know if you're, you're aware of the word jinga or you've heard of the jinga. And I've never heard the, it, no. No, at the time, this is something that at the time I was, um, you know, I had, I had a big soccer school. Um, and I had a, I have a mentor who introduced me to this this certain way of, of movement. It, it's it's dance. Yeah, it's dance, and I love it. I love. I wish I knew that. Yeah, I, I mean, if you go on to, you know, or anyone listening in goes on to my my you know my media and my Instagram and Facebook and and such like, they can tap into some of the work I do with the Jinga and. So if I go back to the to beginning, like I say, Fred, that having that background of learning about movement and how important it was, not, you know, obviously the Brazilians, but how important it was to, to everyday life. And obviously not, not for me, not just for athletes, but as I, as I got older, you know, obviously the older we get, Fred, unfortunately, people feel that they, they get to say 40 or 50 and they have to stop moving because it's it's not right. <laughs> it's not the thing to do, you know? Yeah, it kind um, of hurts them a little bit. They, they yeah. want to avoid injury. They notice, like, if they uh, walk too, mo too long, their back hurts, so they don't walk too long. And and that's just leads absolutely. to a domino effect. A absolutely, Fred. And, um, you know, probably fast-forwarding it, fast-forwarding now to... I first I first started using mace mace bells. Well, the first um, tool I, I actually put in my hands, Fred, was in Indian clubs. Um, they were two k kg each, and I, I just seen I just seen like all of us. I got we got put into lockdown, um, so that'd be nearly four years ago next February. So we've all got into lockdown, and like like we do, we're going. What can I look at on YouTube and seeing, you know, videos and, and Instagram. And, and I just saw this little bit of um, the Indian club swinging. And again, it, it caught my eye. And I thought, wow, that, that not only looks different. And I, with everything I do, Fred, I try and do my homework. You know, I, I, I then I'll go on to, you know, listen, I'll go on to Google and I'll, I'll, I'll start seeing what the background is and, and, and you know, how, how it can benefit yourself. Can it benefit a normal everyday person? Can it benefit the athletes I'm working with? And, and it went from there, really, Fred. And I, I started using the clubs myself in, um, 
lockdown with, with COVID and I, c- I couldn't even hold them out there, Fred. It's like that that hard, you know. So you that couldn't, was like, you couldn't hold them out like uh, like a lateral press. You could like a like a. No, I, I could, but for very not for very long. So straight away, you know, the the impact it had on on my forearms and my shoulders and my joints was was phenomenal. Oh, so I mean, it wasn't because you um, had an injury or anything. It was just that. You never, no. you weren't used to moving and hold, no. like holding isometrically for a while. No, I, I, I've done, I've done a lot. You know, I'm probably mostly well known in in my community for using resistance bands. Um, you know, elastic resistance, and I've obviously I've done that for 17, 18 years, Fred, with with lots of success. So I've done lots of band work, which is yeah. still used. It's a very, very big part of my training. But to have these in my hands, and, and like my my mentor was saying to me, you know, this is this this they call it old time strongman training. You know, you're swinging all these, and I was like, whoa, this is blowing me away. Isn't that uh, interesting? That's that's kind of weird. Um, like you're a fit guy, yeah, and just doing something a uh, little different. It's not that it was overwhelming you, but it was an, enough that like it no. just challenged you because it yeah. was a new um, stimulus on you, right? Absolutely. It was, again, it was, I think you, the same maybe, Fred, you know, when you, you do pick up a, a training tool and you, you know, you're like, wow, okay, this is, this is good. But this, this kind of started me really thinking about, not, again, not just about the athletes I'm, I train or I was training at the time, but also got me thinking about people's general health, you know, the shoulder, the shoulder issues and shoulder yeah, general move movement patterns and do you, uh, well, do, do you have a lot of people come to you with shoulder issues? Yeah, I mean, I, I have people come. The, the the thing is, Fred, I with with the band work I was doing, we do a lot of. Um, you'll probably know this type of training, you know, isometric holds. You know, so you. You're working all the core, and it's fantastic, you know. And, and we do lots of what we call seesawed, which is, you know, you're working the trunk backwards against the spine instead of doing crunching stuff. So initially, I, I would get a lot of um, clients coming to me with back issues. Yeah, lower back. Um, Very common. Yeah, lower back issues, sciatica, and I, I used to say. Because I had one woman and she came and, and obviously she was, um, what's her name? I can't think of her name now. Lauren. And she came and she she had this, she said, Sean, you're, you're my last brother. I said, well, Lauren, I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not a practitioner as in for injuries. I said, I know all about injuries. I'm a trainer. And I said, I can't actually sort of say that I'm going to fix your back for you. But we've done all this core stability work with the bands. And then what I do, Fred, what I try and do with, with that is I'll, I'll, I'll kind of progress it away from just holding bands and doing these little seesaws and little rotations to I'll, I'll bring it into like a, a normal session without the client kind of realising that. Ah, uh, Yes. And, and all of a sudden, she's doing all these different things, you know, not not just with bands. She's doing some boxing and some hitting the old sledgehammer on the tire when I had my gym, this was. And um, 
before you know it, they're like, whoa, I've forgotten about my back injury. And obviously, yeah. I wouldn't say they're cured, but then she'll go and tell someone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. But touch wood, my head up to now, I've, I've been I've been quite successful with just people coming to me with injuries. And I have a lady now, um, Amy, who had scoliosis. And I know, I think you've, You've also put bits out about scoliosis, and um, so yeah, yeah, it's very interesting, Fred. And um, oh, so I, so yeah. you have this person that has scoliosis that you're training, um, and you're having them use mace clubs. Oh yeah, I use. Um, this has been discussed on the podcast. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, her name is um, oh boy. I know. Terrible with names. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> I I can picture her Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Uh, I, Trish, uh, I think it's it's Trish. Teresa. It's Teresa, I think. Yeah, because uh, she's from New York, and her, her and her daughter have scoliosis, and she uh, she's helping people with scoliosis using massively. steel mace and steel clubs. And um, I mean, again, I say this all the time on the podcast: we're not we're not scientists, we're not doctors. Uh, but nobody's doing the research that I know of. There's one study that's been done, I think, on it, paid for it, about, you know, building strength with mace. Cool. But nobody's, like, looking into these other things, like uh, helping people with Parkinson's, helping people yeah. with scoliosis, helping people just, you know, who are in, have some type of central nervous system issue. And I can, I could say very confidently, and I'm sure you would agree with me, Sean, that uh, when you put a mace into somebody's hands, um, you're teaching them a martial art. You're teaching uh, them to use the brain in a different way, right? And it, and it helps. Well, Fred, I mean, it's it's something that, as I said, I like like a lot of trainers. Now, remember, I've got quite a long career, so naturally, I've gone through lots of training apparatus, you know, and. Sometimes you you get a bit carried away and you, you pick up something and you use it and yeah. you know I, I kind of learned over the years with some advice as well. It was very important for me as a trainer not to not to dilute my training where I had say twelve stations set up in this room in my yeah. gym where every station was one was a medicine ball, one was a band, one was a a sledgehammer one was running on the spot one you know because where i'm at now the stage i'm at now i think it's really important to master the tool that's just my own thought rather than you 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 come into contact say with a medicine ball for two minutes of your week and then you you know what i mean but you I, I feel that maybe the, the clients aren't quite getting right any natural kind of progression of movement because they're just being thrown from one one place to another that's that's what i felt because i've done you know we've all yeah. done stuff and yeah and it's a thing that a lot of coaches and trainers do and and clients go around to different coaches and they get conditioned i think that there's a lot of uh, coaches out there who are afraid that their clients are going to get bored and oh, not come yeah. back so they give them yeah. 12 stations and they they just throw a yeah. bunch of stuff on them and then when they come to you and you give them three things to work on, they're like, wait a minute, uh, where's all this? Yeah. They think that to get a good workout, they have to do 100 different things. But yeah. what you're talking about is 
let's work on this one skill, this one lift, this one oh. thing, um, and let's do a lot of reps and let's do it well. And you will, if you do it right, you're going to get a good workout. Absolutely, Fred. You know, and, that, and again, it, we're, we're all learning. You know, I listened to Matt earlier talking to you, Matt Gonzalez, and, and you know, to, to see what he's done in, is it two years, three years? About and, that, yeah. Yeah, but just to listen to the other guys and, and the experiences I've had, you know, and we're all learning. I'm, I'm still learning now at the age sure. of yeah. 60. Um, but, yeah, one thing I learned is, you know, is, it's it's about the client, not not for me to show how many things that I can do, you know. It's like, right. oh, I, I, you know, one thing I was – the first thing I, I was ever ever taught by my, my own trainer was – Never try and get my clients to do something that I can't, you know. So yeah. I, I make sure, you know, I'm on the mace belt. I do the boxing. I do the bands. I do the Bulgarian bags. I, you know, another thing I haven't mentioned, and I know you, you're you aware of these, is the Sheena uh, push-up, the Hindu. Um, yeah, the Shena board or the Sheena board. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Persian yoga. Sorry, um, Freddie. You, how long have you been training on that for? I've had a Sheena board for same amount of time since since around lockdown. Yeah, uh, I, I again, it's what a fantastic training training. Yeah, tool. you remember you remember the perfect push up? Yeah, that's yeah. it's just a Sheena board, right? Except it rotates. Pretty cool, yeah. but I mean, the, the uh, idea is how old? Thousands of years? Yeah, well, that's right? that's so. Oh, besides Hindu style push-ups, I think there's another name. Uh, some starts with a D for those. Uh, you know, but like that push-up is like with the legs spread and you kind of yeah. pike, right? Oh. And there's a couple different variations of that. Um, is there anything else that you have discovered that you could do with a Shanna board? Oh yeah, I, I mean we do. Um, so we do the the jinga. You can see this. So jinga is this movement. Yeah, the, okay, that's the capoeira. Yeah. So what I do with my clients, because I have this, you know, again, a sophisticated mind thread, you know, so I'll get them to do some jinga. I haven't got the ball, but then I'll get them down to go down to the board, drop down, push themselves out. And what that does already, it start, you can start feeling all your core working, you know, and I'll get them to do just, you know, I'll drop, drop onto the board, you know, come over with the head, and maybe do some stretches, you know. So, and and it, this this for me all comes from my work of, with um, movement, Fred. You know, so I'll, so I, I'll incorporate something. You know, I look say look at it, but I'll, I'll go away and think, wow, yeah, I, I can put my own spin on that as well. So I like that. Yeah, that's that's it, where it becomes your thing, and yeah, um, now you're able to teach it the way you. Um, uh, it's the way you intellectualize it and how you connect it to yourself, which is where the real, um, the, the, where, where it stops being instruction and it becomes true teaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's, um, that's it's very important. Uh, you know, when you're, when you guys listening, if you're looking for coaches, talk to these people. Yeah. And get to understand what their mindset, their philosophy is, because there's nothing new under the sun. Nobody invented anything new. They're just no. going to be training you over stuff that 
everybody else is doing. What you yeah. want to know is, is how has this coach, this fitness expert, how have they made it their own? Yeah. Right. Following yeah. the fundamental basics, of course, like, you know, a deadlift is a deadlift. You're not going to find a guy teaching it different. If he is, he's, uh -huh. teaching, you know, obviously wrong, but uh, I'm saying, how has he made teaching it his own or her own? And then you're going to find somebody who has a philosophy, right? Now they have a philosophy that they're going to yeah. be able to teach you with. And this is what I, this is what's important. It's a teaching skill thing. It's not just, hey, you're going to do 12 reps and then you're going to run over here and do this 12 times. That's nah. just a person who's acting as your stopwatch. You want somebody who's like intellectualizing the stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, again, it, it, you know, I can go back over the, the whole career, Fred, and um, I'll always go back to movement, you know, because and, and, and discovering as, I, as we're talking about the biggest subject here is, is, is the, you know, the, the tools of, of the clubs, the club bell, the, the Indian clubs, the mace. Um, I, would put, I would put Bulgarian bags personally in that. Be, I mean, I've discovered Bulgarian bags about two years ago. And, um, I don't know, have you used them, Fred, yourself? Oh, the yeah. Bulgarian bag? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, what I own is a um, HydroCore, that water-filled one. Yeah. Okay, so I own one of those, but I do work out uh, occasionally in different places that have full sets of Bulgarian bags. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, they're, they're a terrific implement it's interesting that's a rotational uh, yeah. fitness tool you got mace you got clubs um you know the rotational movement patterns it's like you can never get enough of it once you actually step into it right it once you get it once you incorporate that in it really takes oh, yeah. up at least a third of all your training i would say right yeah i mean again the the, the, the the lateral training you know is is obviously fundamental but we go that step further you know and what what the beauty of them again of the mace bell in particular again i refer back to the jinga that i do is we we do the jinga so we'll have you know we'll have the mace we'll be doing the jinga you know thank god so i, I when i look at say matt and uh, wow okay i know what you're talking about. for anybody listening and not watching you might want to watch you might want to watch this this is this is that kind of podcast anyway but what Sean is doing, if you know Capoeira, uh, there's that that typical dance move that people do. And uh, it's like a side-to-side -side stride yeah. with a leg back. And it looks like a dance, looks like a kata. And yeah. uh, so Sean has incorporated a steel mace into that movement. Yeah. Um, I gotta have you teach me that, Sean, because uh, yeah. I always yeah. loved capoeira, and I was always jealous of people who do it. And I want to do it. I want to do everything now. You know, as, as I said, we feel like it's a community, and I think it's. Um, I did see your <coughs> excuse me, your post um, yesterday. I think it was, and you're saying like people are, are opposing the mace, and you know they're they're kind of. Um, dismissing yeah i get a lot of flack from i don't want to be too no. No. On point with who it is uh, i know these people are sometimes aware of what i'm saying um nobody in the mace community believe me it's people in my own personal life yeah of course yeah <laughs> um, yeah 
it's I mean it's 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 incredible, but they'll sit there and they'll totally disregard the value of this of this training. Meanwhile, this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because a I knew it it this was valuable. I saw all the people benefiting from it. I wanted to make sure we start getting all this stuff documented because it's getting bigger. More oh, yeah. people are getting involved. So that's a sign that it must be something. And I wanted to make sure early on before all the OGs get lost, like your yeah. Rick Browns or your Jake Shannons and, yeah. or, you know, the, the guys from Addicts and everybody. I wanted to make sure that it gets documented who yeah. these people are because there's a lot of people coming out now and they're really blowing up and they're taking it, which is great. But, you know, um, all in all, I mean, it's, I think the proof is in the pudding. People are taking to this training and it's doing something for them. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, you know, going back to Amy, the, the lady I train who's got the scoliosis and she, she's doing the Sheena board and she's doing mace flow, you know, and I'll go and I'll, I'll tap on the shoulder and I'll go, look at, look at you now. I said, last Christmas, you, you couldn't even walk straight across my gym. And really? it's, so, it's so pleasing for her, but obviously for me to see what that that has done, you know, with incorporating the most. And, and my, my clients, you know, on a Wednesday evening, I have uh, my class, we call it warrior, warrior training. And it's, it is the mace spells and the clubs and the big, the club bells. And, you know, I have a certain guys that will come and they're, you know, they're throwing it around. And, and then we'll, what we'll do for them, like I say, we'll, we'll go back to basics, 360s and the 10 to 2 and the bayonets. So I always like to call it regress. Make sure we always got the handling of the basics. But as I said, I, I watch your your work brilliant. Watch Matt. I watch um, Leo. Um, there's some other guys I watch. Uh, Eric, Eric um, M- Melon, Melon. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Milan. Yeah, uh, Viking Ninja. Oh, sorry, Who, who's whose book? I don't know if you've read his book. I did. Yeah. I mean, I I've read it about ten times. I'm afraid I can't follow him though. He doesn't. I I think because I had the Steel Maze Flow people on. I think he just thinks I'm a, I'm oh, a, really? so he doesn't, he doesn't associate with me, but uh, oh, I have shame. nothing against him. No, um, that's a shame. I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I. Yeah, because there was a riff. I don't know if you know about that. It was, there was a, this whole, you know how there can never just be happiness with one thing. Oh. Everybody's got to fight. It, it was, he went one way, Leo went another way. And then oh. the, the groups of people chose who they wanted to, be trained by and then there was like this fighting online and then traditional mace guys came in like rick brown and stuff and there was all this like yeah like Uh, fighting with each other and um that's kind of like when i started the podcast and you know i tried to explore that uh, a little bit i guess maybe to try to be controversial a little bit you know just well but to even understand what's going on because all of a sudden i was getting people because i i run the steel mace nation podcast they think i know everything about everything for some reason and they're dming me wanting to know what's going on why is viking ninja this what's steel mace flow that and and i'm like Uh i I really can't tell you i mean i've done a couple podcasts with leo where we talk about it 
Um, and I always wanted to get Eric on, but Eric just doesn't want anything to do with me. And I don't yeah. blame him. I really don't blame him. He just wants to stay focused on his line. And Yeah, I, I, agree. I have no, no idea. Obviously, I don't know what goes on in, internally. I just embrace everything. What I see. You know, yeah. I do. I, I embrace his work. I embrace everything. And obviously, I embrace good training when I see it, when I when I know it's got a transfer right. to life. Because one of the things, you know, one of the, the big things I've learned over, over many years is, is again, you know, we, we can be doing these sessions and we've I've done it where it's all jumping jacks and all this stuff and you're like, how are they going to use that tomorrow if, if, a, if, they, if a car comes towards them and nearly hits them? I know it sounds, you know, yeah. my mentality now is I want you to be able to, pull yourself up out of this hole. I want you to be able to drag your child back from the road. I want you to be able to smash the window in the in the restaurant when it's on fire. You know, all these things. And um, one guy, again, I don't know if you're aware of, is, is Pat Mack. Say him again? Pat McNamara. He does uh, his basic dude stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if you're aware of his... Work, yes, but. yes, that, yes. Now I know. I was following him for a while. I think I stopped following just because it was just too much. But yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I just take. Like I say, you, you take for me. I take bits out of everything, and I think yeah. it's important to also retain your own identity. You know, I yeah. really think it's important. So, so I've got my Jinga work. So I, I do a lot of work with the mates. I obviously studied. Um, Max work a lot recently, and I've been trying out the most. But I've got, I've got my own stamp on it, if that makes sense. And I, I can't move anything like him. I mean, he's he's amazing. Yeah. But as as I I've heard you talking, it's you're just owning it yourself, and it, it's a reflection of, of you. That's you. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the same with, with my clients, you know. And I, like I said, I've got a lady of um, seventy one years of age comes in with a two point five mace. Swing, flow, put the music on, jingle with the mace. You know, and it's it's a way, it's a form of weight training for yeah. me with with weight. You yeah. know, uh, we sorry dancing with with um with weight. Right. Yeah. And 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 working um, you know, making your coordination better. Oh, right. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, it's unbelievable. My coordination. I I, I have faster hands than I've ever had from just moving a mace around, you know, um, grabbing clubs and, and it just, you know, the dexterity in your hand, the way your grip is. And I notice like if I'm walking with something and I drop it, I catch it real fast. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's what I want as I'm getting older. I want, I want to have coordination because then that means I'm not going to fall as easily. I'm not going to get hurt as easily. If I have to protect me or my family, I can block a punch. Absolutely. Right? So uh, you you do boxing, and this is a big thing that I'm getting interested in. Like the, I, I, I keep referring to steel mason clubs as a form yeah. of a martial art. And I really yeah. guess really even shooting guns or weightlifting and stuff could be a, a martial art. Right, yeah. but boxing is a martial art, and and how does boxing uh, help with I, your steel mace steel clubs, and how does steel mace steel clubs help with your boxing? 
assuming yeah. that they backfeed into each other. Yeah, I mean, I I box, um, I just train, um, as I said, Fred, with um, a guy called Liam Alloway, which is um, his 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 family, and he, he Liam's dad um, is one of the GBT uh, team GB boxing um, coaches. So I have I have done some work before with boxers, professionals, um, and uh, with more more with resistance spread, to be honest, with resistance bands. And they they love they love that. And um, I was I was invited up to Sheffield in England to the base where they had all the uh, do you follow boxing quite really close, Brett? Yeah. So I had um there was a guy called Carl Froch. Who? Carl Froch, they used to call him the Cobra. Oh, oh okay. A British fighter, but I trained some work with him using the bands, like they call it the weight, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And it, they, they loved it. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the the strength and conditioning guys in that base didn't want me there. <laughs> so it was the sort of kind of normal, well, no, that's a lot of rubbish what he's doing. And the boxers were like, I oh, know we love this, but it's, that's what happens on, I'm afraid, you know. Well, um, you just all you did was just threaten them. You, you just took away yeah. uh, their yeah. spotlight. That's all it was. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to come on a podcast and, and be all negative and say all the bad yeah. stuff that's happened. You know, I just I just let it go and and because well, you could say stuff. I mean, I I yeah. had a, a, a issue somewhere where they didn't want me because I was really. Um, it seemed like I was really starting to excel with the with the mace, and I think those yeah. people that just didn't really want me there because I was I may have been capitalizing their their other people's time. Uh, I didn't feel welcome, you know. It happens. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had I've had obviously quite a lot of examples. And I think because I've because I've I've been taught a different philosophy. Uh, when I, from being a football coach, Fred, which I still do, obviously, um, having a more of a Brazilian, Portuguese, Spanish background in the in the terms of the training that I was I was taught. Uh, when I come, say, to England and to to the county where I live and these various clubs, it's very excuse me, it's very alien for. The, the other coaches, not for the children, but for the outside to understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You know, and it's it's very unilateral, the training. It gets the guys to be off balance, you know, the jinga, and then we do lots of, you know, one of the big things that we both mentioned earlier is the nervous system, you know, the, the mental side of training, which I always find when I, when I look at certain training, I'm like, Where's the where's the thought process in that? And I worry that as we get older, we switch off here, yeah. and and that switching off starts from. Oh, you know what? I'm 45 now. I shouldn't be going and throwing one of them metal sticks around or whatever it is. And that's it's not that you should be. How you move dictates how you age, as the saying goes. You know. But going back to the football, you know, and it's I, I've been like probably like a bit of an outsider because I've I've. I can't sell training to people, Fred, that I don't believe in, you know. Um, I just can't do it. And I could be more, maybe more successful if I follow the big crowd, 
Yeah. But I just think I've got to give you value. And the main spell for me is so much value in, you know, the old, the traditional training that we do, the old time strong person, not just man, should I say, training. I mean, we know these, these tools date back thousands of years, you know, and the barbarians and the warriors and the, and the, the Vikings and, and, we don't know visually, but I'm pretty sure they didn't have, uh, they weren't overweight and they, they could move. You know? yeah. I, I think that those people probably would put us to shame. Modern man, I have a feeling yeah. that their, first of all, their threshold for pain was beyond anything we could comprehend. Um, they, the, you know, back in those ancient days, they would even be ascetic in terms of uh, how they lived their life. You know, they they uh -huh. didn't always eat uh, like, you know, nowadays, like I got to eat five times a day. Otherwise, I'm just not, you know, they, mm. they, they would train without eating because they would go to war and not eat. Right. They trained at night. Yeah. They trained in the heat. You know, we we work out in air conditioned environments or, or in the wintertime we go where it's warm. You know, it's yeah. just. Yeah, uh, warrior training is should be stripped down and bare, and it really yeah. should be uncomfortable. I think, um, yeah, you know, totally totally obviously agree. not hurting yourself and 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 working your way up into a, a level that you could adapt to comfortably. Yeah. I guess you know, in a modern sense, but um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think you know we can learn a lot from the ancients. Yeah, it's just, again, it, I think, again, it, for me, it comes down to people's mentality because people, no one said it to me directly, but you always kind of think somebody might, will be looking in and thinking, oh, you know, why are they, why are they banging on about something that, that was happening 4,000 years ago, you know? Yeah. But that, for me, you know, I've, I've studied immense study on, you know, obviously diet and how these people live, like it was either they either had to be able to use their mace or their tool or they die. And yes. they used to say, if they didn't die with their tool in their hands, they didn't give them a proper burial. You know, all these little things. And exactly. probably this off to my clients and they're like, this guy's mad. But but they love it. The next week they're coming up and saying, I went on the Google and I was researching what you said and it's true. And it, it, it just breeds a different kind of feel for training for me, you know, and, and it's, again, it's not for everybody, but I mean, the, I was going to say about complete opposite end of the scale, um, Freddie's the children and how they responded to the mates. I mean, you might have seen a couple of videos, but I've got six, seven-year-olds with the baby mates. And, and I have this one boy come um, to my, my sessions and his mum just comes with him and she says, can you do mates this week? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then next week, can you do mace? I was like, yeah. Because I always say, look, it's your training session. You're paying me. Yeah. I'm going to guide you. What are the parents seeing that they're that they're requesting this? What what do the parents see that they keep asking you to train the mace? Are, are they must notice something happening. Yeah, it, it's, it's the child saying to the parent, can I do mace? And I was with a, a boy. I'll send you the video later, Fred. I was with a boy yesterday. Dexter and he was figure eights with a mace blow and I just got him to do like um, like Matt does you know I said look move around with the mace learn, learn some moves 
every now and again stop, move the mates, and his parents were watching, and, and he, he, I'm training him for soccer. And his dad was like, that's amazing. He said, because all those movements are pulling, pulling him around, but he's having to correct himself. So he's, he's caught the ability, yeah. his, his ability to come out of a situation where he gets pulled around. So that's perfect for football or soccer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Any, any sport or like, you know, like I noticed it for firefighting. How yeah. many times I would be out of my center of gravity. I would be unbalanced or, or, you know, stretching or doing something and just my core working much better, more, more tight. You know, I was more comfortable being out of, out of my center of gravity, so to speak. Yeah. And cool. And a, a person playing soccer or football, um, you know, they're running, they're pivoting and they're also pushing on each other. Right. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable because I've got that background of being a soccer trainer. So I know, you know, and I, and I do these, the, the, the ones I've got on Instagram recently, I do sort of, I, I'll try and do sort of two or three minutes without having to click the video, you know, and see if it looks presentable. But I'm not worried if I drop the mates, because I drop it loads of times. It's part yeah. of it. But that is so demanding. That is so demanding. And, and guys back here are saying to me, wow, you make that look so easy. I said, honestly, I can't switch off mentally. You know, I go into this state of mind and I I don't plan it, but I've, I've got kind of the, I've got move, I've got movement patterns in my head. So if I throw the mace there, I know I can catch it and go into, that's a low bane, as we call it, or low movement, bring it across there, swing it, catch it under the leg. But then also I use the heavier ones, um, Fred, for the, the traditional, you know, the 360s and that. So again, you can get great power and great flexibility from doing all the mace flow. Then you can do your hypertrophy and, you know, your, you know, your, I don't call it bodybuilding, strength building with the heavier ones, you know, which I know you do loads of It's brilliant. So I do, I do both, you know. Yeah. I do both. Yeah, I, well, even like, you know, you go grab your 10-pound mace. Yeah. And especially if you haven't lifted it in a while and you've been lifting something heavy, and your first initial thing is like, ah, maybe I'll just warm up with this. But then you catch yourself and you say, wait a minute, you know, make make this lightweight heavy. You know, let's really work on our form here. And by regressing down to something light – and doing movement patterns and really being mindful, squeezing and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had, I still have great workouts with a 10-pound mace to yeah. this day, as long yeah. as I'm I'm honest. And you got to be honest. I mean, you, yeah, anybody could defeat something and let it just ride momentum. And that's no. fine if that's right. But if you want to be honest about your movement, you could do a lot. Uh, like I say, I mean, all the time. The movements that, that we do and, and the, 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 the people come back are, I can reach higher, I can do this, I can do that. And the mace has helped me so much. And yeah. legit, you know, I've got one one client who's uh, who originates from Pakistan, so he knows an awful lot about uh, the guard, you know, the the big the guard and, and the he knows a lot about Persian yoga. So he's he he knows when I talk to these guys that it's authentic, 
you know, and I was, I was interested to sort of reading your article. I don't want to go on about the people giving you negative, but it's like anyone can pick a mace up and, and do whatever. But I think the, one of the reasons when you come in here as well is, is to say to people, look, I, if you're a trainer out, excuse me, out there in the UK and you're, you're seeing this, this work that we are doing, not just me, but I'm doing in the UK, I don't think there's that many trainers in the UK doing this, but I, I'd love to to be able to, you know, one, one thing I did get to mention, I, I qualified um, as a mace trainer for a guy, again, I don't know if you're very aware of him, his, his name's Dan Clay. Say again? His name's Dan Clay. Dan Clyde? Clay, as in Clay. Oh, <laughs> um, Dan Clay. Oh, no, I yeah, never heard of him. He's a UK he's guy. He's in Australia. He's okay. got a, a company called Dangerously Fit, but he's... Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes. He's, yeah, good. he's been around for a while. Yeah, Dan. I mean, I, I qualified through him because when I first started, there wasn't much access, Fred, to... You know, and I, I don't like to do anything if I haven't got qualification. You know, so I'm like, I need to get qualified for yeah. this. And the clubs in the Bulgarian bag, which I did. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's... Um, it's a, it's a way of training that you know you're you're incorporating dance, you, you're incorporating movement and dexterity, and your nervous system is constantly switched on. Balance, you know, your stability, your rotation. So, yeah, all these different movements are, are fantastic. And also, one thing that um, I do a lot is I, I train. We train to music. Um, I don't know whether you've ever tried Fred or you. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I it's almost a handicap for me. I always got to have music on nowadays. But nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's I I work out at this gym and they play great music. It's either yeah. like, it's either metal or it's just hip hop. Yeah, uh, it's always heavy stuff, and everybody in there is just amped up. And um, I if whenever the music shuts off by accident and it's quiet in there, yeah. Yeah. I just feel a little bit like ah oh, man, I need that. That yeah, I mean, that's that's where the jinga originates. Yeah. It was yeah. So not... capoeira is actually a fighting art yeah. that was disguised it's... as a dance. Yeah, right? basically, uh, the uh, the story was the when the black slaves were first brought to um, Brazil, captured, cap captured. Um, they they had what I don't know an hour or however long to have some physical time and what what they were doing were they were dis designing how to fight the guards and they obviously you know they designed the they would be doing this capoeira and obviously that could lead into a kick and you know all these different movements that you you now see when they when they do the capoeira on the streets, and you'll see it in different countries. They'll come around with a big group, like in Spain, if you go to Madrid, and they'll have the music. Yeah, I, we actually, excuse me, we actually train to to the music. So what what I try to get them to do is, if I say, right, I'm going to put a hip hop track on. Let's go with the maces. They're all like, well, you know, and yeah. slow it down. If you ever if you've ever tried slow motion. So motion training with a heavy mace, yeah, have time under tension and then holding it. Yeah. Whoa, you know, because it's offset, but it's so you know, we've got kettlebells there, and you've got the mace 
two foot two foot away from the head of the mace, two foot away from your hands. So the beauty for yeah. me is it's like endless. You discover something different. You discover something about the way we move. Like for instance, moving a mace bell that's 20 pounds in slow motion, you may notice that in order to really finish off the movement, you might have to squeeze your left glute really oh, hard. Yeah. And, and somehow that helps. And now, now you have discovered that this kinetic chain, how it really works, this magic kinetic chain, right? Like, oh, I'm trying to do something overhead with a mace, but if I squeeze my, my glute, I could, uh, I could, it helps me. So, yeah. I mean, when you do that a hundred times a week, you start using your glute for everything because yeah, um, it gets programmed into your regular movement pattern. And now you're moving, yeah. you're moving like a, like a true machine now where yeah, everything's I mean, in unison. Everything's there, all the mechanics, you know, the biomechanics, everything's right. there. The, the movement patterns, you know, the muscles. People call it muscle memory, but it's like, no, it comes from here. It comes from yeah. your brain. Yeah. You know, I'll show you that move enough times, you're going to remember it. The muscles won't. But, you know, the, the music, again, we use is, is, is beautiful. And um, uh, another guy I have coming in, he's, um, he won't mind me saying, he's an ex-addict. Ex yeah. Um, and he's just doing mates blow. And he said, this is this has been one of the reasons that I've got clean and, and it's, Sound, you know, say saved my life, but it's, it's made me focus. It's made me refocus. It's been able to, it's being able to throw this around and lose myself, and you know, do the shapes, and, and he goes to go home, and I feel alive, and my life's happy. You know, and it, it is there is obviously there are other things in training, but for us with a mace, yeah, the 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 addict. Um, I've had this experience too. Uh, two guys that I was training for a while that were, uh, you know, I think I think they drank a lot and then they went, they got clean. And uh, I did have um, uh, a guest on a few years ago, uh, Steel Mace, Oklahoma, who yeah. who ran mace classes for for NA people in NA. And yeah. that was something that is so. It's interesting hearing you talk about it. I think. This is just my guess, but these complicated movement patterns where you have to immerse yourself and think is good for these people. They need that. They need something that's going to um, channel, channel all that crazy monkey brain thought process that's probably going on in their heads because they're, they're dealing yeah. with an addiction. And it, it, it makes them um, use their brain, which is what they want to do. But it's used, it's focused, and 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 I, I really think that there's something there yeah. uh, for people who are dealing with addiction. I really Absolutely. do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, again, what I've learned over the years is that they, they have to be addicted to something. Yeah, right, yes. And they, and they get addicted to the mice. <laughs> or yeah, it's, it's, the thing about it is it's there's so much depth to it. They could be addicted yeah. to that for years. Yeah, it won't uh, run out. It won't run out like you know, like oh, I, I learned a kettlebell swing. Now what? Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of dead ends. Yeah, that's why it's had such an impact on me, and again on on people that I I train. Um, and you know, and I'm out 
that I'm out every day throwing it around and, and the people are going to recognise that they're sort of like you're going for some you time with your still thing and I'm like yeah 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 you still thing <laughs> I, I can do bands and I love I love lots of areas of the other areas of my training I, I obviously love but this is you know especially you get a little bit older so it's a, it's a lower impact for it you know I, I've got yes. I've got titanium hip joints um, I've got operations on my knee you know certain things that I know if I started doing loads of real big hardcore running my kidneys would be sore again you know and I, I just personally I can't put myself through that but you know but yeah I mean one of the things we, we sort of drifted off but one of the things yeah for martial arts and for boxing um, Fred I think it's a fan it's one of the most undervalued or underused um training tools because I agree. the footwork you know you can recreate rotational movements so the power is coming through the body the right way uh the mindset the focus you know and i, I just i yeah with my boxing trainer um i used the bulgarian bags with him we we were experimenting and he loved that and the next thing is is the mate so i'll, I'll let you know um, obviously how how it goes and that but yeah I, I i fantastic i mean for rotation for right grip you know like i heard you guys talking about it on the, some of the other podcasts on the grip and the throwing and the, the mma you know it, it it's just recreating movements under under more more stress yeah now do and, when you practice when you uh are boxing uh, do you use steel clubs or mace uh like, like to warm up before boxing uh, during not, after or it's a separate yeah game? not not with um Liam um because he'll he'll just bring me some unboxing tomorrow morning he'll bring me in you know an old stretch and we off we go doing some some footwork drills and stuff but I have to say since I've been doing this work, you know, I, I'm, I've never thought. I, I just like the discipline, um, Fred, and I, I like somebody else training me. It's like if you trained me or I trained you, it's, it's refreshing because it's I train a lot of times on my own, you know. Yeah. So someone telling you what to do, you know. Yeah, I, I like that too because um, uh, uh, somebody else will see things that you may not see in yourself. How can yeah. you sometimes? Right, you get, you know, we always get in our own way sometimes um but yeah. you know we also train how we like to kind of train right yeah. and and sometimes we we always build our little comfort zones we don't we don't realize it um oh, yeah. and then when you get somebody to coach you it's like well wow. we're gonna do this and it's yeah. like and it's like yeah tell me what to do i want to be told what to do and That's it. Um, That's it. you get ripped out of your little head you get ripped out of your yeah. environment and you want you want that that's how you actually grow as a physically and mentally yeah definitely i mean i challenge yeah i challenge myself constantly um I'm not, to be fair my own personal personal pathways is to keep going god forbid but 65 70 i, I want to be i want to be able to move fred i want to be able to 
still do the things I do now. You know, I want to be a longevity is the word, isn't it? Yeah, and, you do mention longevity in your Instagram. Yeah, um, I do. Um, I learned a lot about it, and I, I mean, I had a, I had a blood clot seven, eight years ago, training, and I collapsed and was, oh, they saved my life. So for me, every day is a bonus. And to do these disciplines, the boxing and the mace and the clubs and the bands and to be able to step out there and, and talk to people about the experiences because probably like you get, you get a lot of guys coming in every day, clients that have got the weight of the world on their shoulders. Yeah. And then they'll message me after the session and, oh, wow, we love the warrior session tonight or we love the bands or whatever we do, you know, the boxing and, it's a fantastic feeling, you know, and, and that's what, for me, training myself is completely different to training my clients because it's for them. You know, I want to pass on my life experience to them guys and say, look, if I, if I can do it, you know, a lot of the stuff I promote, to be fair, is, is yeah, I mean, people can say, oh, look, here he comes with another mace. It's like, well, I want, an, I want a 60-year-old guy to, to look at me and say, I can do that. I, I'm going to start doing that. Right, yeah. Why, why not? If, like I say, if I can do it, then it, what it does, it just opens up so many channels of life. And like, you feel like, wow, this is great. So I can't wait to, to get it in my hands again and throw, throw a few shapes and throw it around. And I know I'm working out all the time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's brilliant. Yeah, so, boom. You, you got it. You're, and I mean, that's that's what it's all about. And um, also the... the it makes you happy. Oh yeah, just makes you happy. Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the biggest thing is is the mindset. Is yeah. the mindset. And you have a lot of, a lot of uh, clients again. They've suffered depression and have some guy, new guys started recently. You know, and obviously I talked to them about their diet. You know, I've talked to them about why why training is important. And I, I have guys. I say that ten minutes a day. If you can do 10 minutes a day, doesn't have to be the mace, we push ups at home, it can be squats, whatever you want to do, body weight, just punch in the air. Um, that's 70 minutes a week. Yeah. Go for <laughs> a know? walk. That's, and now I said by a month, that's 280, whatever it is. I can't do my maths. Yeah. <laughs> 280 minutes a month. And I have also, I, I have something I call home fit. So I say to people, right, okay, when you go to the fridge and you open the fridge door, when you shut it, you have to do 10 squats every time through your day. <laughs> or if you go to, if you leave your phone upstairs in your bedroom and you run downstairs and forget it, you have to run up, don't get it, run down and run up again. Yeah. Get your phone. So you're doing it twice. Just stu not stupid, but like trick yourself. Ideas, yeah, like turning the the light switch off with your foot. <laughs> I like that one. I say you do that. How many times do you go to the fridge in a day? The housewife, or oh, 10, 12 times. Go there, guys. There's 120 squats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, can I do that? And I'll squat while I'm eating the chicken leg I just took out of the refrigerator. Yeah. You recommend absolutely. that's okay? Absolutely. I always say to them before you, when you clean your teeth, then I want you to put your toothbrush in there, do a hundred jabs. And, uh, or walk down the stairs backwards or come down on your backside. 
you know, and all these little things that uh, we're all trying to just to, to stay alive and stay fit, um, Fred, aren't we? And it, the more you do it, the, yeah. the better, you know. Really? But it, these are really great ideas that you're you're actually talking about. It's so simple to do. Yeah, uh, yeah it might it might seem goofy, uh, but like go like you just said, going down the steps on your backside. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was when people are exiting from a building that's on fire, you have to stay low. Yeah, and if there's smoke in the stairwell and you're standing up. One breath of that smoke is going to make you dizzy enough to fall down the stairs. So you're going to have to go down on your backside. So why not practice something that it might, it may never happen, but at the end of the day, by going and doing that, not yeah. only did you clean your stairs with your ass, but, yeah. you, but you also did something uh, yeah. that's going to benefit you or, physically. Or crawl up the stairs and crawl down. Obviously, listen, you know, they have to be careful, but take yeah. it up crawling we've all done it the bear crawl and the act well, they call it the monkey you know all the monkey walks and stuff but and another idea i had you know i'm giving away all my ideas here but was <clears throat> when you go to the airport and you sit in the departure lounge and especially long haul and you just watch everyone sat there on their phones and i had an idea is that with a resistance band you know just put one in your backpack and then you just, okay, every few minutes, sit down, relax, go again. You know, I, I think they should have, they should have gyms at airports because that's just me. I'm yeah, like, that's, you, you don't even need to do that. You can even just sit there like, like if you don't want to like draw too much attention to yourself. Yes, just stretch it yeah. like that. And people and, won't even, they won't even pay attention to that. Uh, no, I've, I've, put, I've put these things out, Fred, and it's unfortunately again, People will, they don't question it, but it just goes, yeah, yeah, great idea. And then, you know, and personally, I, I haven't got the, the, the quant, you know, I can't quite put that out there as a big, as a big business because I just haven't got the, the resource, resources. But, you know, I mean, again, you know, going back, like I say, to the mates and, and or people with, like we've all discussed on these podcasts, the guys recovering from, say, brain trauma and, um, you know, a stroke or, or just an accident, you know, a road accident, whatever, that just changing the mindset from one side to the other, sitting in a chair, how good is that to, to, to get your brain? Yeah. Working? And then anything's possible. I had one of my guys, I think I sent you the picture, he sat in a chair because he rolled his ankle. Right. A 360 sitting down is harder than standing up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's a mace fit thing too. The guys yeah. out of Florida, they got, they got you sitting on a bench and you swing your mace. And if you're using a heavy enough mace, you might actually realize like, Oh, I can't do it. Like I could do it yeah. standing up, but, yeah. um, that's uh, you never really see this on Instagram or anything. You don't see people uh, trying that. Um, no, it's, um, it's it's just another thing you could do. Yeah, it's, it's there's so many um, you know there's so many ideas. I you know like it, the sophisticated mind rather than for me rather than the fancy training tools. I think when you get to a certain stage and we've we've gone through different variations of training, I feel at the moment I'm probably 
at my best prepared for teaching and helping, you know, not just helping athletes, helping the everyday person. Because I started out working with athletes and, and footballers or soccer players. And now to see where I am now and someone comes in, like I said, with a bad back or scoliosis, I, I never... I never thought I would be able to relate to them, but it just, it just out how we grow, Fred, isn't it? And yes, having so many influential people around, like like yourself and Matt and Leo and all these guys that I follow, um, we all have the same thing, and that is just to make people, but make people better. Whether it's a, it's that simple. It's that's what it player, is. Like you were talking about, or a, you know, I've got advice hockey players or footballers or soccer or dancers or acrobats or the guy with the bad ankle or the bad back that comes in and just does does that i'm probably gonna have to uh <laughs> leave you in a minute <laughs> yeah all right uh yeah so i mean it, it, what we covered here i mean we covered a lot i mean a great podcast because Thanks. anybody's Fair. looking to you know understand the modality you know, add this onto the pile. Um, just another coach who has been swinging for a few years, who's exposing people to the mace. Sean has people coming in with bad backs, um, yeah. bad shoulders, scoliosis. He's training kids. He's got, uh, you know, some boxing stuff going on. He's got yeah. soccer, right? So, yeah. so it's like, uh, once again, the mace could, it place itself anywhere in almost any fitness program. And, oh. uh, I, yeah. And I got to see more athletes getting into it. Um, baseball yeah. players, football players. And I mean, it's it's just, know, guys, I think they've got something that, you know, in, that could be in their hands. It could, you know, I mean, we know Freddie in, in sports, all about percentages that can give them that extra 1%. Yeah. That extra, that extra bit of power when they, grip or they throw or they pull or they push or they swing or they, you know, it would be funny even kicking, you know, it's the body works as one and yeah. golf, you know, all these different sports that could tennis, you know, uh, Djokovic does the Jinga. If you, if you Google, I'll send you some links later, but Djokovic does Jinga. So you show that to just an everyday client and they're like, wow, what you're saying is really true. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not lying to you, you know, but no, it's been great, Fred. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you for letting me come and talk to you. Any Anytime, Sean. Uh, it was a good talk. Uh, thanks, and um, good luck with all your, your great work. I, I really think it's great what you're doing. And I did do three of your 10,000 swing challenges before. Oh, you did the 10,000 swing challenge? Twice, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Can I uh, ask what what's what weight mace you used? I used. I've done it over three weeks. Week one, I used six point five kilogram. Week okay. two, seven point five. Week three, ten kilogram. Okay, smart move. I think moving up in weight. I I kind of yeah. want to go back and <laughs> revise that or put a little side note in, saying that that might be something you want to do because. Um, I've had yes. some guys come back to me and say, like, you know, they did a round and then they came back and, and they went up in weight and then they ended up getting like some tendonitis and they had a, they had a drop yeah, out. Yeah. I think um, 
it's uh, a work in progress with the 10,000 Swing Challenge. But if anybody is curious about that, it is on SteelMaceNation.com. It's a free workout because I didn't really do anything more than copy Dan John's 10,000 Swing Kettlebell Challenge. Yeah. All I did was swap out the kettlebell stuff for Steel Mace. And yeah. in it is a strength training program. Uh, yeah. Which, which I think is great, especially for the mace community who goes a little hard and heavy with the with the mace only, and they kind of like yeah. forget about the other types of training. It's a it's a great way to build up strength and uh, muscle quickly while still using uh -huh. your mace. And I mean, like after you get done, you could actually parlay it into Dan John's kettlebell swing challenge and uh -huh. run the whole thing again. And yeah. you could go anywhere you want with it, but that's the Bulgarian bag is so good. And if it was, yeah, you know, Bulgarian physically, physically wise, I mean, like, I was, you know, but you know, you're not just you, 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 you're getting strong, you're not just, excuse me, getting a, a physique, you know, you're getting a proper strong, yeah, shoulder joints. Yeah, um, what I found was, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would advise just, just person how I felt. Is not to go too heavy. You know, if you stay on a five, I know you use pounds, but if you go on a five kg or whatever, just complete it. As soon as it's pulling you too much, you know, you're not, common sense should say that it's, that's probably a bit too heavy. But we all want to be Superman. Luck, luck, say lucky enough, but I just, I did it with a 10 and I, I knew my limit and that was it. But God, yeah. I love it. So I'll be doing one again soon. Yeah, you know, I got to run one again, too. And I always said uh, the best way to approach it is if you're uh, getting halfway through, if you're halfway through and you're already, like, noticing you're, it's pulling you around, your grip is starting to fail, you're probably not going to be able to finish it well. Uh, but ah. there's nothing wrong with failing. Like, so what if you don't get to 10,000 swings? What if you go for four or five weeks and you only get 9,000 swings. Exactly. That, nobody's going to come over your house and spank you. I mean, it's not ah. like that. Like, it's ah. so what? You know, you, you, you couldn't you know do it. You still got a great workout. So, what, you know. That's, what I mean. and it, that's, that's how we train here. You know, everybody, I have a mixed, I have a mixed group. I have some 20-year-olds. I've got a 71-year-old. I've got 60-year-olds. And I'm like, you know, just compete against you. If, you. if you have to stop and it's not... 100% to bat training, you know, we, we're doing for a long time, you know, there's a place for everything and we're trying to, to these guys I'm training, certainly in the, my group training is to look for longevity, you know, so as their movements become better over the year and over the, the period and, and they, they can move better and they're, they're getting there. So it's been, it's been great. I could chat all night. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Like, oh, Thank you. I mean, it's great. I really love to, I'm honoured to be chatting on here with you, so I'm going to have to get to my next training. Yeah, go do what you got to do, Sean, and thanks for coming on. Great. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back, um, please oh, contact me. I know, I know this was a long time in waiting. We, we oh, this oh. like, um, But this happens sometimes. So, yeah, come back Brilliant. anytime you can. Thanks, Fred. And thanks everybody for listening it's uh sean faulkner uh check him out on instagram uh his website is sean falk uh, sorry sean faulkner.me and um check him out if you're in united kingdom go train with him 
Go yeah, learn I mean, bass. Yeah, I mean, you, you heard I mean, everything. You Say again. I'm in Berkshire, um, very close to Ascot and Windsor. If okay. you're in and you're listening to this, and I, I can travel, I can do coach education, I can train you, I can mentor, mentor you. So feel free to message me. All right, friend. All right. Take care. You take care as well, Sean. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this one. Please like and share and let other people know about this podcast. We're doing this just for the the good vibes. You know, we're not trying to really hawk any product here outside of a few uh, coaching sessions or something like that. So anybody can share and like. It is greatly appreciated, not only by myself, but by the guests that are on the podcast. Guys yeah. like Sean, who needs some exposure, you know, <laughs> who want to get out there and show people what he's got. These are good people. Everybody that's been on the podcast, Steel Maze people, we got this commonality with, with each other. Um, one of the other reasons why I started the podcast, just to have great conversations. So please do that, everybody. And, and uh, thanks for listening. Sean, I will see you on Instagram and uh, talk to you soon, man. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Fred. All the best. Take care. Good health. And to you, too. Cheers, Fred. Thanks, everyone. See you later.